people, it's your boy Icarus Gray. And it's your homeboy Wordplay TJ. And this is the No Rhyme Reason Podcast, where we talk about everything. Everything for no reason at all. And we're live. Roof, 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 roof. What's good, people? It's your boy Icarus Gray. And it's your homeboy, Surprise TJ. And this is the No Rhyme or Reason podcast where we talk about everything. Everything for no reason at all. Woof, woof. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> oh, that was great. So that means that everybody knows what we're here for. Mm-hmm. We're going to be reviewing Drake's For All the Dogs, his new album, we're late, but late doesn't mean that we can't weigh in on this. And late because we wanted to really <clears throat> soak the album in and not give knee-jerk reactions. Yeah, I think on second listen, right, this is um, different. There's a different opinion on on it. Yep. I also listen in my AirPods, which is not a great way to even try to check this out. So yeah. um, there was a little bit of bias there, but... Thank you all for being back to listen to us. Thank you for being back to watch us. And uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in on the YouTubes, on uh, our our Spotify podcast, our Apple Music podcast, or our Apple Podcast podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and everywhere else podcasts are distributed. Uh, thank you for, for being a part of No Rhyme or Reason. And um, roof, roof. so drake drake for all the dogs yeah so i think maybe we're gonna the how we're gonna handle this is we're gonna break down all 23 songs on the on this record um and i want to start with talking about the the you know kind of idea or the theme of the album Mm -hmm. And, and, and start from there based off of what uh, Genius has to say about that. <laughs> um, I'm going to give a, a small prediction as you're, as you're getting that together. Mm-hmm. This to me, because um, I heard somebody say it feels more like the antithesis to her loss. So this is supposedly for the ladies. Interesting. For All the Dogs is... Uh, Canadian native Drake's eighth full-length studio album. This is from Genius. Following his June 2022 uh, house base, Honestly Nevermind, and the 21 Savage, 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 Savage. <laughs> collaborative <laughs> album, Her Loss, that was released in November 2022. The album tease following an announcement of Drake's book, uh, titles uh, ruin every ruin everything on June twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. In the book, a QR code was found, which led to a website named after the book. On the website, it reads, "I made an album to go with the book." They say they missed the old Drake girl. Don't tempt me for all the dogs. <sighs> I feel like it's it's misleading only to rap fans. I think it's misleading in general mm-hmm. because the book of prose or poems or whatever you want to call it doesn't really t- 
to in my opinion doesn't really connect to um it's not the same level level of depth mm-hmm. for both projects and so i don't know i'm a, i'm i'm just a little confused by this so what we're going to do is just kind of give you our view of all 20 uh 23 tracks uh play our favorites we're, and throughout, we're going to talk about some of the things that we normally talk about, themes, production, features, and all that other stuff, so that you all can get a sense of what we're doing, and I can avoid having to edit this for Content ID. Damn. <laughs> Man, because uh, I know y'all got a lot of folks that don't care about Content ID, but we ain't there yet. Right, 100%. Um, by the way, before we get started into this, if you... Uh, don't know my album Terry will be released on October 20th 2023 nine tracks my ninth album and it just talks about my life from nine to 19 hey. like I you like what I did there I do like what you did there yeah. also there's gonna be a really dope video that should be linked somewhere around here at some point right because Y'all gonna laugh And mm-hmm. it's fun And I always have A joy doing These interview type things With you About your album So uh, Be sure to check that out 100% um, So Let's go ahead And start with The first track Virginia Beach What did you Think about that I thought it was A nice intro Overall musically um, And I got a little Sentimental In the car uh, Production wise Because the sample Oh, the Frank Ocean sample. The, yeah, but also, um, like thinking in my mind how I would use this song, mm-hmm. and when I like, and I have a specific moment in mind that I know that I'm going to write to this song, yeah, and just put it out for my own cathartic feelings of where I think it could have gone. Talk about that more. What are you? What are you playing? Um, so, without giving it all away. So the whole mother would your mother would be proud of you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm saving that as my dedication song in in a long event of if something if and or when something happens to my mom like just as a letter too because it feels like it feels like drake could have done a you're so proud of me kind of intro mm-hmm. um and talked about that you know kind of went back to the things that his mother overcame kind of thing um because I didn't really, much like you, didn't really get the whole Virginia Beach aspect outside of like the the one-off line about the girl being ghetto and kind of cool or something like ghetto and kind of clean like Virginia Beach, I think is what he said. Mm. Um, but that's the only mention to Virginia Beach within the song. Got it. Okay, yeah. so that... But I know what he's doing here and he thought... He knew that we would think that this was about Pusha. Mm. He knew that we would immediately okay. uh, associate Pusha Pharrell with this song and okay. then okay. subvert okay. our expectations with the with the record. Okay. I think it's okay intro. I think that subversion didn't really work in the way that it worked in the way he wants it to but it doesn't work for the audience um i i was expecting him to come in and and address virginia beach and whatever that means when it alludes to other artists um yeah i can see that 
and I know a lot of people are tired of uh, them drawing out this this conversation or this back and forth, but um, I wanted something definitive to end it, and he could have ended it. But clearly, uh, we'll, and we'll get to this on one hour later, the songs <clears throat> that we are like really championing, uh, that ain't what he want to do. What do you mean by that? He don't want to let go of beef. He clearly says, "Oh, later in later the later in the album, it's just not what I'm finna do." So, Got yeah. it. Um, so, do you have anything else about that 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 record? Like, no, nah, I, I I honestly think it was kind of a waste of a song, given how deep he can go when he's talking about emotional moments in his life. Like that sample to me was wasted for this. Even if you didn't like, I don't care about the not like not talking to Pusha and and Pharrell stuff. Even with the naming flip, I care more about like this was really like Forty was in his bag, and normally there's like not a lot of difference to me. Yeah, there's another producer, Harley Arsenault. No bag. Yeah, like, and he could have been a bit more introspective in in that way to me. Like, even if you talk about a relationship, like. He does it way better later in the album than to start the album. Yeah, I, f- I feel that. I just don't know that. I j- I'm not. It doesn't bring me into the project. Same. You know, so that's where I am with that. Next one is Amen. Featuring Tizo Touchdown. Um, <laughs> I don't think I, I think. Well, actually. So the theme of this this song mm. is basically like reinforcing stereotypes of women that kind of pray for the perfect guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And um, you know, kind of kind of reinforcing that 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 trope. I feel like the song is on brand for for Drake. I agreed. At current and uh Tizo, on second listen, really handled the chorus really well. Um, I wouldn't say this is uh, a song that I would actually go back to, but uh, it is it is well put together. I go back to it only because it's one of the shorter songs. Like you expect it to be longer, uh-huh. and it's literally just I think a verse, maybe two verses, but it's like two minutes. Yeah. So it's real compact, and I think this is like one of those streaming ones. Mm. Like, and I feel like as long as I thought the album was, he does pack in a lot of short enough. This is for streams. This is like for TikTok kind of kind of length of songs. Yeah, I I kind of wish he didn't make art thinking about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and maybe he doesn't, right? Because we're just speculating. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, but you had some notes about the the, the production, and it's produced by oh. Sango, um, Budgie Beats, Tizo, uh, Touchdown was a part of production as well. Mm. Um, my note was that this was a very Kanye styled chorus, but yeah. with Drake lyrics. Yeah, I can hear that. I wonder. I wondered if Kanye was involved with producing this, and had had they had a working relationship I think it would have 
it would have been a thing. I heard yeah. on another interview that um, Drake, it was it was not alluding to like anything Drake related. So the interview had nothing to do with Drake. Mm-hmm. It was talking about how Drake hasn't um, stood up politically for anything. Oh, um, and Vlad on Breakfast Club, right? Um, I don't, I don't want to put a lot of attention on the interview because that's not what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. It's he, he hasn't really addressed his feelings about. Kanye and the anti-Semitism piece. And I wonder how that has negatively impacted things as collaborator. I I always wonder about like like people I feel like project how devout he is. Mm. Like I don't think because it don't seem that deep to him. He definitely don't act like it. Well, I mean, yeah, it, we don't know. In terms of like, and, and we don't really know, but he's never, like everybody else that we know is is Jewish, uh, whether it be um, Peter Rosenberg. <laughs> Good Lord, I don't know why yeah. my brain got stuck. Or others, we know who they are. You know what I'm saying? yeah. But and I, I just wonder. It, it just seems more like a, a story piece. I don't need him to say anything. Yeah, I definitely don't. And I don't want him to say anything. And his faith is his business. Mm. I'm just curious. Has that impacted the relationship? And you don't have to. He doesn't have so. to say it in, out loud. I just wondered about that. I don't think so. Just because, like, at least visibly, it don't seem like that's one of the big things that he's out here doing. But then again. You know, given that he's kind of more like he would be Jewish Hollywood type, meaning he move in silence really anyway, in terms of like what he's probably investing in in that way. Like lasagna, real cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Factuals. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, let's get on to. uh, Um, Hold on. uh, Yeah, more? No, no, no. Um, Yes, keep going. Um, calling for you. I, I just wanted to remark uh, on the number of producers on this. Mm-hmm. Lil Yachty, Power Trav, uh, Jay Stola, who else? 40, mm-hmm. uh, Gintar, Mim, she, people are really just going ham on names now <laughs> because you have to be so like, totally different because of how many people are making music. <laughs> Facts. It's crazy the amount of producers on here. I wonder who started the Sanfa flip on here. Mm-hmm. They seem kind of cool. I mean, he's been on his album, so I feel mm-hmm. like it could be something that I feel like the flips are always a 40 thing. You think so? I think so. Because I think like this will be something you like he pulls out, he knows what he's going to get out of Drake. And he's trying to set the table in a certain way for uh, the different parts of the song, or at least the first half of the song. Yeah. So I, I think my point of view beyond the, the production is uh, it just plays on more stereotypes mm. about perceptions of women and what it's like to like be with wealthy men. Or even from from Drake's point of view, it feels like... He, 
he's complaining more about not being able to find love in the way he wants to. But it's one of those things where I talk about uh, later, like it's it's basically like a midlife crisis, but acting like you're not having a midlife crisis. And yeah, it's like he's contradictory throughout the album, right? Like, you know, even though like I know the whole beef between him and Joe is so huge and crazy, but and uh, I saw on Rory and Maul that Maul was saying the reason why he responded is because like, nah, fam, it's not because. Uh, what the lyric you said is because you actually know that I deal with people that are young, but you also deal with younger women, blah, blah, blah. Wait a minute, huh? Explain that a little bit deeper because I'm, I'm, so, there's no um, context. One of it. the songs, or later on in, in the album, he's going to mention a girl being 25. Mm-hmm. And then when he uh, claps back at Joe, he's like, well, I mean, you of all people should not be speaking about this. Because Joe has dated younger women Got as it. well in the same like age range kind of thing. And Maul's point was the only reason Drake responded was because they have an actual relationship. But why did you respond publicly? I don't. I, I feel like it's all pub. Yeah. Because at this point, it's like, you know who he is. You like. And to me, in a lot of ways, like you can be disappointed in him. But in a lot of ways, you are him. You're just a successful version of him who doesn't choose to actually rap all the time. Yeah, he's your idol. Well, you know. Drake Drake sees Joe Budden as an idol, or at least has in, at some point in time. Definitely in the past. I'm I talking think about we, in terms of emotional... We got to be very specific with our language because yeah, people yeah. are listening, but My bad. don't really understand what we're getting at sometimes. Um, so in that, and I'm not going to say records anymore because apparently that also confuses people. Man, fuck that. <laughs> um, but this song here, it was just like really, it, it was way more whiny. And then it's like, well, what do you expect? In terms of like, like even dealing with the type of girl that, that comes in at the end through the uh, transition into 21's part, it doesn't make sense to me to where it's like, you know, if the type of chick is just like, you got to fly me in first class for this vacation that you're sending me on. But also, I'm dealing with other people because this ain't exclusive. Like, and for whatever reason, you going through my phone, even though you should kind of know what kind of that this relationship is transactional anyway. And so it just kind of. It, it, but it I mean, I, hollow. I think the, the, the struggle is, is that he doesn't believe these relationships are transactional. I know. And that's it. That's the the illusion of the midlife crisis. Like, because you don't think you're in a midlife crisis. But then at the same time, he definitely alludes to relationships that are transactional. Yeah. So it sounds like he's going through a uh, an identity crisis in the way that he's been through so many transactional relationships that yep. he's just like, okay, this is how I'm going to play the game. Then I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be transactional from here on out. The last part I have is that 21's verse to me is not the best. So tis. I, th- I thought it was a little better than, than tis. Drake's verse though. Tis. Tis. Isn't, that, it, you isn't know. that what he did? 
Um, yeah, I, I, I just thought it was a little bit better, but let's get to number four. I'm it was better than Drake's, but I'm just saying, like, not compared to like Drake. the other uh, the 21 verses that we were like talking about with the BT hip hop awards. Like, yeah, yeah, understandable. Uh, next up is track number four, Fear of Heights, which I okay, are we are we are we both like honestly just tired of this pushing stuff? Because I, I feel like where I did personally you, Where did you hear the push-up piece? When he, he says, um, like, I'll come to Virginia. Like, you won't come to where I stay. Uh, damn it. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still... So I, I, I know, I know what the, you're, uh, I know what you're talking about. I'm I gonna just, go to the lyrics. Why? Yeah, why? Hold on. I just don't feel like that was the highlight of the lyrical scenario here. Like, I don't think that was the 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 point of the story. You know what I mean? Because he was saying, Virginia, I pull up and chill. You know, you can't come to where I stay. Before you get caught on a date, before you get caught on a plate, before you get slid on the skates, before I uh, get turned up to base. I know that they look at the face. Don't tell me you scared of little Drake. Don't tell me you scared of little Aubrey. Uh, my niggas is crazy. Wallahi, don't even know how to escape. And then like that, that whole section is to push it. Mm. Like, and that's why I was like, this don't even. It, it felt like his uh the. The pusher verse. People always call you during this podcast. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the pusher disc that he did on um, uh, Travis Scott's album was better. He should have just left it there. That's what I feel. Yeah. Like, but you said there was some Rihanna dissing in this? Oh, yeah. Look, uh, so I've heard this from other places. So you. This is how I kind of recognized it. Okay. So, um, a gal mm-hmm. can't run me, run, um, run, you know, run this town. Better than him than me. Better not me. I'm anti. I'm anti. I'm anti. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, <laughs> the sex was average with you. I'm anti because I had it because I had it with you. Oh, I I didn't even put that together because I just I didn't like the the anti anti flips anyway. Yeah, they just felt so like the most low hanging fruit ever. But it, it's clear that like he's salty about Rihanna. But why? Like when this this is the part that always gets like weird to me about stop inviting us to your personal lives without giving us context. Yeah. If you're going to invite us, be like Jada and just continuously every other year, tell us stuff that we don't care about that should be personal. We we shouldn't even <laughs> go there because of recent news. Oh, no, that's exactly why I'm going there, because it's like, be that if you're going to be it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I <laughs> God, I got to, I got to Stephen A. Smith yelling because I was annoyed. Uh, so. I, I I think we should recognize something like he was really up under Rihanna for a very long time, mm-hmm. and we can't we can't uh, we can't miss that or deny that that was like 
multiple years that we just seen her, him and her kind of going back yeah. and forth and just kind of flirty and, and doing all these things mm-hmm. post Chris Brown. So like, yeah, he's salty. I, I guess. I mean, it just seems like, because here's the other part about it, right? So let him tell it. The reason their late relationship deteriorated was off of you getting your baby mama pregnant, push her told the world about it. You hated that she found out like that. How do you know it? Wait a minute. How do you know that's why? Because he said it. When did he Cause say it's, it? It's, a, it's in another song, and it's doing one of those things that we're doing here where they connected back to their relationship. I'm because he was saying he said it in this album, or not on this album? album, different album. Okay, it's it's it's, it's like this, that's why I'm saying like the storyline for them in terms, like you said, it has been a year, uh, a long, not a year, but a very long uh, back and forth. I think that's where I, I think it's important for us to say that this album feels a little disjointed mm-hmm. and um, unorganized. It yeah. feels like an album made on tour. Good point. I hadn't thought about that. But when you're on tour, you're focused on so many other things that it's hard for you to like really zone in and concentrate on the things that are most important. There's no there's no auditing of this album. Mm-hmm. I have a question before we go on because we really do need to kind of like yeah uh, we're 25 minutes up, in but, and it's well trying um, to five. A real question is. What do you think, as we continue, artists should really think about, quote unquote, criticism? Because it feels like it's only criticism when somebody doesn't give you praise. Um, I, I think of it from, from multiple points of view. Uh, number one is art, right? So everybody's going to have some type of opinion of the, the art. There's going to be great and um and and hate it and where things fall on that on that bell curve of 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 liking things mm-hmm. the midpoint tends to be songs that are very mid in general mm-hmm. when it comes to an artistic point uh, artistic point of view it's kind of like if you go to the store and look for a brand name something the the middle is where that brand name something is. Okay. And it could be because of the quality of the, the, the brand name thing, but most of the time people are gravitating towards the thing that is popular, not the thing that is the best. Okay. So, you know, popular ways to write a song or you know, verse, chorus, hook, chorus, you know what I mean? All of yeah. those things. And when you start to break those conventions, this, the, the, the bell curve skews towards people not liking it versus liking it. You know yeah. what I mean? That makes sense. Or if you do something completely innovative that shocks people and puts people in a, in a tailspin, the bell curve kind of shifts the other way. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm trying to think of a, a good example. Maybe Outcast, mm. right? Okay. So they had some of the normal conventions, 
but they made the conventions their own, which created a whole new genre of things called alternative alternative hip hop. Okay, good point. And so, all in all, when it when it comes down to it, um, I think criticism has its place uh, from the from the consumer, but yeah. you can't really listen to the consumer as the main point of criticism. You have to mix a little bit of consumer opinion uh, plus expert opinion from those that like make music professionally. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go off your, off your gut. If all three, three of those things align, or at least your gut, if your gut tells you something to do mm-hmm. and you're doing it and it doesn't match up to the other two, then do it. Okay. So back into this album, we're on number five. We're going to start doing a really quick one outside of like maybe three songs that we'll talk deeper about. Yeah. Uh, but number five, Daylight. Uh, I only like the Devin Booker reference when he says he shoot him like book um, because that's like all Devin Booker, they call him book. Uh, he's with the Suns. Mm-hmm. Which is the whole daylight reference, and KD is an A and R or whatever on this album. I think <laughs> that's what people say. Uh, so, and I feel like that's a whole like in reference, in reference to the in reference. Um, a random thought I had was if Kanye had actually produced uh, or not produced, but mastered his vocals like this on on uh, Thank Me Later, mm-hmm. the song would have sounded great. Because this quality of like uh, <laughs> this quality of where his voice could be is something I appreciate. Wait a minute, Kanye mixing vocals on "Thank Me Later" uh, for uh, "Find Your Love." Oh, did yes. I'm I'm curious about the credits though. Yes, that was one thing that they talked about. Though. Like that was out of the 808s uh, bag, something that he gave Drake, and that was like another one of those but random. Forty usually stuff, has so. the fi- final say on the, all those mixes. Uh, I am not sure at that time if that was where he ended up having it. I know that that's what Kanye sent back to him because uh, people talk about like how he ended up mixing that. Interesting. I'll have to. I'll have to. Do a little work on that one because I'm 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 concerned. Normally, people get pretty specific about the um, yeah. Normally, people people get a little specific about like who's credited on that on that that work. So I'm wondering if that's just speculation. Um, it, they, it, there there's been interviews somewhere about like a conversation about that. I know mm-hmm. that Joe has spoke about that at some point long time ago about like it was just like he didn't care about you like and that was another one of their little riffs if you will but are they I'm I'm just curious if they're actually reading the credits I don't know <laughs> um, and yeah that's my I, I think that's my my take it's like are you, are we reading the credits because it seems like yeah the production was all Kanye's camp because Plain Pad is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't, I, it doesn't say who, who the mix engineer is. So I'd like to know factually what that, <laughs> what that um, sounds like. But overall, that song was like 
it, it was a bit underwhelming to me. Uh-huh. Second verse was a bit better. And shout out to him for giving Adonis uh, credit on the song. I do find that interesting, and that's something I can kind of respect. In the second verse where he's like, more like, um, kind of talking tough. Yeah, that's the, he goes into his, if you're reading this, it's too late flow, which to me is a still a bit underwhelming. I don't believe him. Well, I don't believe it either at this point. And it's like, I don't know. It's it's just strange to me because you, I get that gangsters, <laughs> gangsters love people too. <laughs> gangsters have relationships. Gangsters play R&B. You know, <laughs> but it's still just a strange thing to like see this kind of transformation where it's like, it feels more like the power like he he talks about mafia a lot and a lot of times mafia were about the power and the responsibility of things that you could have around it didn't feel like it was something that you just like walked into kind of thing but that's kind of what his gangster stuff feels like it's something you walked into because you got money yeah that's a weird flex for me you know what I mean All right, let's get to the best song on this album (laughs) Turn up, why don't you? <laughs> First person shooter. Let's go ahead and uh, listen to about 30 seconds and then come back to it. Yep. We turning your son to a funeral. To them niggas that say they don't office, you better be talking about working in cubicles. Yeah, them boys had a lot, but I knew the code. A lot of niggas debating my numero. Not the three, not the two, I'm the UNO. Yeah. Numero UNO, me and Drizzy, this shit like the Super Bowl, man, this shit done it big as the... Difference is it's just two guys playing shit that they did in the studio. Niggas usually send their verses back to me and they be terrible just like a two-year-old. I love a dinner with some fine women when they start debating about who the gold. I'm like, go ahead, say it then. Who the gold? Who the gold? Who the gold? Who the gold? Who you bitches really rooting for? Like a kid that had Yeah, so I like that energy. I think my point of view on this this record is like, yes, it's obviously the best song on the album mm. um but i feel like he should have continued that verse i feel like he oh, could have snapped into into a whole different he could have yeah he could have like totally twisted that that verse into something different because what he did was he did his hook verse thing mm-hmm. and then just left it open and Gave Cole the 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 red carpet to just kind of Man, flip out and listen and flip out he did. There were a million different lines here that just are mwah, beautiful, <laughs> like Chef's kiss, bringing it back. Um, of course, of course. <laughs> um, but one of my favorites was um, the Demon Deeks, Demon Deacons. We turn into Demon Deacons. They'll be at your wake, right? Like that is a very innovative Wake Forest line to me. Because mm. um, if you don't know the Wake Forest uh, College, 
their mascot are the Demon Deacons. Yeah. And that was just dope. Um, as well as always addressing rappers in a way of like, there is no um, non-believability in Cole's lyrics. Like when he says, if I was like talking about you or dissing you, you would know. My name would be on that like caller ID. Right. Like, like the one that you call when the shit ain't connecting no more. I feel like I got a job in IT. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was I was with that one. The the strange part about it, I was wondering what he meant by everybody steppers. Well, fuck it. Then everybody breakfast and I'm about to clear up my plate. Like Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, you know what I mean? I don't know cuz it it cuz like the only person I think directly takes the shot at Kendrick it is uh Drake on this album which I still thought was like if you're going to do it, do it. But he's not beefing with Kendrick. He bigs up Kendrick, and then so that's I, that's the issue that I have with this these annotations. But I just think that they're using that. I, I think they're reaching because a everybody is calling talking about being a stepper. Like Twenty One Savage says it a lot. Um, they that is just a new thing that people talk about. It's lingo. It's lingo. Got it. So I don't think it was any. I don't think it was a shot. Uh, I do like that. He's not being humble. Mm. Even on the song, it's like, look. It's like uh, Spider-Man meme, but like. Not even that. And, he, but I'm still like, I'm still the GOAT. No, he said, I'm the greatest. He said, if you're talking about, it, they, they, they talk about the top three or the big three. Yeah. Like, we got to leave. And I'm Ali. And I'm Ali. I'm the greatest. Right. I'm the greatest. Mm-hmm. Like. That's the energy I want if you're going at somebody. Right. And like the passive Drake, like, we'll like stop mafia barring people mm. in a sense that it's like, we'll do this and I'll do that. And it's like, you know, I could have you wiped off the map. Either do it or shut up. Right. Th- that's why, that's where his second verse is like, I'm not, I'm not interested. I don't think the beat switch should have happened. I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like they should have kept this, this beat. And if he was going to come back in, he was going to come harder than he did in the, in the first first half It just felt like And that's why I'm saying Like I guess he was Keeping his His theming His loose theming Because it was just like Yeah I get it You're Drake You have a lot of women In your phone You just gotta Cool I don't know We know that Yes Let's move on to something We don't know Yeah And what people What people have been Doubting For his entire His entire career is ha- if he has these bars or not. Yeah. So flex on him. Uh, <laughs> you have to you have to show it. You have to show it, not tell it. Uh now we're here to I D G A F. Yeah. Featuring Yeet. Featuring Yeet. I I, I would rather Yeet this song right out of the <sighs> I, I didn't like it because it just felt like a young thug clone kind of thing, but it it just didn't feel it didn't hit home for me. I maybe I'm pretty sure this guy has more music because a lot of these people sometimes don't shine their best on his features, but because it's a feature, we'll give them more credit than than is due. Yeah, oftentimes they get overshadowed, right? Um, and this was like one of those ones where I just felt like I don't, I don't know, I don't really care for this song. Hmm. Seven nine six nine Santa. 
So this is the uh, infamous where he talks about the 25-year-old line. So here's how I broke this down to my wife yesterday and how weird this is. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> we got wife breakdown. We got wife breakdown. <laughs> wow. Because I was explaining to her this when we were talking about the midlife crisis and why I think this stuff is weird. Mm-hmm. So here's the difference. So you got a 10-year, 11-year technically gap between you and this person. This person, you, 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 at 18, you know, like have been, or how I did it is, you have seen, let's see, like six presidents <laughs> before this person could vote for one. I don't know if that, I don't know if I'd take that same thing. Hold on. This is why. Keep, all right. Check me out. Maybe. <laughs> you haven't even been aware of how those people have affected how you're living and there's the a decade what is how gap. you're living mean so like so your decade gap right so whether you got like stuff for your schooling whether the way you're in school change whether uh disallowance whether this medicaid whether this you know how your schooling works in terms of the presidents and stuff that have been shifted like 10 years means a lot is is more so what's more so my point okay a so you're saying there's missing, a generation gap like the huge generation gap of like a decade is way bigger because that if nothing else like i said you are two presidents in like into the third or you're three presidents in because you're at the half term of the third depending upon when you were born and it's like you don't even have a full grasp of what's going on around you or your place. You're really passionate about this right now. Because it, it bothers me. It, it more so bothers me the commentary that he makes about these situations. You're expecting a 25-year-old to act your age, and that don't make no sense. That's insanity. A 25-year-old is going to act like a 25-year-old. Well, I think it and depends. he talks about like grooming and, and everything else in that verse. Weird. Uh, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna depend. I think you can find some mature twenty five year olds. I, I feel like adult relationships are adult relationships, and once you like once you get past let's say um, let's say twenty one for mm. most for most adults, um, or at least twenty five for males, twenty one for 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 females, where it's like your frontal lobe is developed or at least you have some conception of, of, of your, of your world and your, your identity and, and yourself. People evolve at different time points in their lives. And so I, I don't, I believe that what you're getting at is a prescription of Drake's choices, not so much the age gap. Choice. Well, it, it's a prescription of his choices, but it's also a prescription to the fact that no matter who it is, no matter how mature you are, 10 years of experience is still 10 years of experience. And it's like a that's why I'm saying like a decade still like still means something way more than what we're giving it credit for. Like, yeah, you can be mature. Enough, yes, it means something. Yes, of course. You know, yeah, you can be mature, but it's like. I don't know, like for him specifically, and we'll just keep it to him instead of doing the whole commentary on the whole. But yeah, I think the I think real real experience. people, <laughs> real people can handle handle a ten year gap. Um, his experience in this regard just is like 
you only have one type of 25 year old that you're even talking to. Yeah. Seemingly. And I also, I also believe that if you have a, if you have a 10 year gap yeah. between folks, 30, uh, 45 is, and 45 and 35 are two different ball games. Mm-hmm. It's the twenties that sort of people start to kind of cringe about because they know how they were when they were in their twenties. Yeah. Because you were still trying to get that last little bit of experience. Still but. a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if that's a, a way to synonymize twenties, that's really all I'm saying. Is that's kind of all I'm saying, and it's not even dumbass. like a knock. It's more so just a reality that experience, bro. You just don't have it. Like you're mature, but you're not mature in terms of like what have I what have I gained or brought in with my maturity. Yeah. So, at the yeah. at the end of this song is the um the Snoop is the, the the Snoop Dogg outro um just kind of talking alluding to the the uh, Bark Radio B A R K Radio um Oof. my problem with the B A R K Radio is that it makes this a conceptual album but this isn't a conceptual album. Yeah, that was my biggest gripe, too, because I was like, I would have loved there to be a through line of this because Snoop adds such a nice velvety flair and will always make like a cohesion. And he's not even like he should have been featured. He should have did a verse. He should have done a verse. But also he wasted this because who wasted uh, Drake. Oh, okay. Because a lot of times, whenever you use Snoop, um, think about a uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. Like, using George Clinton was immaculate. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're using the funk, <laughs> use the funk. If you use the dog. Use the dog. Use the dog. <laughs> you know, roof. Tear the roof off of this. All right. Like, I think he could have leaned into that a, a lot more. But yeah. for whatever reason, chose not to. But yeah, and then a random, the second uh, Tizo touchdown feature was also in there. Yeah, <laughs> you're looking at my my notes. <laughs> so add to my point. <laughs> Go ahead. Add he, to my point. He's he's okay. So my I, in my notes, I said he's insecure as the most successful rapper on the planet. He's insecure with women. He's insecure with his ability as a rapper. Oh, okay. Explain more. I didn't necessarily get that. You don't get it? With his his ability as a rapper? So, all right. So, he's mad about women Mm -hmm. treating him in the way that he picks. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's insecure in those relationships because he believes that at least the women he work, he he interacts with uh-huh. are interacting with other dudes um, in, the, in, in the a better sphere. way. Not even not even in the same way. In a better way than they interact with him. So she has options, and she has better options than he is. So okay. he's insecure about that. Okay. And also, he's insecure as a with his ability as a rapper, Joe Budden. Yeah. Why are you worried about what, a, at, at this point, in his own words, what a podcaster says about your work when I look at Spotify 
And just off Spotify alone, every one of these songs has multiple millions, over 10 million streams mm. for every one of these records. I, can, you, yeah, can you please yeah, tell me, can you, that, how is that not crying over spilt milk at this point? I mean, it's pub. Like, to me, it's just pub. Because even when you speak to him, it creates content everywhere, which then creates more content for your album. He has always been intelligent about what I say, how I say it, and what that sparks. I want an M on one of my songs. Yeah. He has an M on 23 songs Mm -hmm. that he just put out. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody messing with you, dude. Like, you got it. You're there. And you've been there. Live it. Uh, if y'all want to see what we got to say about Slime You Out, the, the link. YouTube. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, the only other thing that I heard this time around that I didn't hear last time is that it felt like a mix between uh, Take Care and like Nothing Was The Same vibes, which is okay. And I like SZA's voice in his style because she sings. I want to say something about these comparison references. Like when people say this is like this and this is like this, I think that's, that's where um, it's hard for me to relate to art. It goes back to your point about Mm -hmm. like how fans see art and how fans critique art. Yeah. They continue to compare art to other art Mm -hmm. when this is its own piece. Like you don't oh, go, you, you don't go to a gallery and say, "Oh, this uh, Picasso is like this Rembrandt, and this reminds me of that." Or you don't go to, you don't even say Picasso is comparative to Picasso in the same line of his his work, so to speak. Like, yeah, you appreciate the piece for what the piece is, mm. and I get that people are being critical. Mm. But true critique is about the piece and the piece alone. It can't remind you. It can't remind you of things. So I'm not hating on the the reminder part. I just I just know if you want to give a, a piece of art a fair shot, comparison is not the best way to do it. Understood. I just know that the problem sometimes with music, especially like with rappers in this sense is we do Easter eggs in the sense of like, hey, if you've been around with me for this long, sometimes we're going to throw back to this. Like yeah. when he says, but if you say you missed per- the old Drake girl, don't tempt me, that's mm-hmm. take care. And so I'm going to go back there. I'm going to think about that. That's going to be in my mind when I'm thinking about this because you use the line. So then I'm listening to that, not from the frame of this is just a completely different piece. Like when you say you missed the old Drake girl, don't tempt me, that's, Take care. Yeah, but I I don't know that he's actually like. Well, he's not. That's not the. That's not the. What I'm getting at. I'm not talking about specific references to old old work. Oh, okay, okay. Specific references to the to. I'm not talking about Easter eggs. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm thinking. I'm I'm talking about when the Easter egg isn't even present. You know. Hmm. And um, I. I can see how fans will relate songs to other songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 
I want us to kind of step away from the old, like compare, don't compare our old art to new art. Uh, number 10, Bahamas Promises. The only thing I want to mention about this, this is this song kind of was kind of cringy to me because um, he uses lines uh, or, or uses name, name drops, like first names all the time. But this will be weird to me because it's rumored to be written for Haley Karina, who uh, who is also featured in one of Drake's Nike Nocta campaigns as recent as August 16th on 2022. Uh, she was pictured with Drake on one of his potential yet scrapped album covers for CLB or Certified Lover Boy. Um, but he also shared this alternative cover to Instagram in September of 2021. Um... I got that from Genius, and it's it's it, like if any of that is true, I'm. It's just weird to me to like do these things. Like uh, he did this with uh, Georgia Smith. Um, that on like the last. It's just it's it's cringeworthy in a way of like, are you actually working with people? Like that you think are dope, that you think are interesting, or do you work with people or do things? <laughs> are you just trying to smash all of them? Yeah. <laughs> like, and when they like know what you're doing and just take advantage of being in your life for a little bit to get, you know, pushed up, you mad. But they know what you're doing from a mile away. They just choose whether or not they're going to do it. Yeah. I don't, I'm not that worked up about Drake. <laughs> like it he is what he is do you know what I mean yeah. and this record was I didn't even make a comment about it because I don't have I don't have any more comments about the rest of this project so to speak yeah I was Most gonna say uh, tried our best I don't really care um, he's done way better stories in that style before um, screw the world interlude Chop and screw. I'm gonna love it. I'm from the south, but why does it need to be here? Felt I, I didn't feel it needed. I, <laughs> I felt like it. It was just a palate cleanser to like. If you were not listening, it got you back in to at least be like, "What's going on here? Is this going somewhere?" And then immediately after, nah. If I want to hear it, I'll, <laughs> I'll just go listen to it. Um, <laughs> your point, please. Please. Uh, for someone who has naked pictures on his phone, he's very pressed. This is about Drew <laughs> <a> Picasso. <laughs> like, he's super pressed about these relationships, and he has naked pictures floating on his phone all the time. So, like, you can't gloat about that and then be this wrapped up yeah. in, in other things. Like, bruh, remember who you are. Move on. Um, I enjoyed it a little bit more because it just... It gave that, and I, I do the comparison thing again, but it just felt Marvin's roomy. Yeah. But it felt good. Uh, Marvin's roomy. <laughs> Members that only. Be the name of <laughs> Marvin's roommate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Marvin's flatmate. Uh, <laughs> Members only featuring Party Next Door. Uh, PND popping up is welcomed anytime. Yeah. Also, pause. Why bro. you say that? You know exactly why. Like, why fam, never do I need a line where you're joking 
I might as well, or I'm not, I might be by because you act like one of the guys. Yeah, that's weird. All, all jokes aside, bro, like I know you're playing on the fact of what people be saying about you. I know you are, but pause. Did nobody audit that bar in the in the in the studio? He, I, the uh, the other one was the 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 American Slaves one. Did nobody like audit these bars in the studio? What is wrong with him? He's Canadian. <laughs> I like your response. Of, why he say that? Like you might like, you might be <laughs> why he say that? You might be related <laughs> to. American slaves by bloodline, but I I just but no. come on, bro. Also, the the chains and and, and whips like a slave. Like, let's leave that line. Let's just bury it, blow it up. It does not exist. Yeah, stop, stop it. Uh, what would Pluto do? Mm, I mean, again, I guess it's a strange shout out to Future to me, but it confirms at this point. Like, I get the toxic theme of this album. And that's cool because that's how other people engage in relationships. That's how you listen to your music. Do you, as a married adult, this just don't rock for me in like this kind of behavior. It's just like you're expecting different from the same behaviors. I will keep saying that because that's like why. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 in the in the fridge grabbing a bologna sandwich, thinking it's filet mignon. <sighs> It's never gonna be filet mignon. Yeah, all the parties featuring Chief Keef. I was wondering at this point how much because he mentions KD somewhere uh, in a verse. Are they best friends? I, I don't. I don't know what this is. Um, and I'm like, what? What did he actually? What did he have to do with the album? I would really like to know. Uh, the Chief Keef course, Chief Keef course is. Actually dope. I do like that. But he's he pops in for like three seconds. Three seconds. Uh, strange weekend shot. Like, are y'all di- like his beefs are the worst beefs in hip hop history. The people he chooses to be. Did with. he not get some pup from that? Probably. Like, <laughs> if you didn't get your pub, be mad at that. Be mad at your your business choices. Um, and then again, I like the radio ending, but nope, it goes back to theming that isn't here. Yeah, don't uh, don't add the radio ending if you're not gonna actually use that that um, that theme. Uh, the next one we like is uh, 8 a.m. in Charlotte. Uh, I like the end versus the beginning. We're gonna play a little bit and uh, check it out. Okay. I feel like this could have been the end of the record. I agree. But I do like Away From Home. Okay. That's still good as shit. Look. The money speaking for itself, I call it fortune tell. Five top from a bitch that work at corporate sales. Chinchilla, you shine, we skiing out at Court Chevelle. Breaking news, they try to kill him, but the boy prevails. I leave for tour and my niggas fucking go to jail. 
Preaching to the dogs by wanting more for themselves It's weighing heavy on my moral scale Knowing they gon' sell another Citizen Kane They think they want some wells Walking Chanel, they like, how the fuck you need more Chanel? I got these cats tucking tails on four-quarter sales I'm used to seeing tears drop over enormous meals The restaurant clears out, faint echoes of Lauren Hill I say we gotta talk about us, I feel like Jordan Peele So he's lonely I mean, Is that what he's saying? Pretty much whenever he's doing these songs, it's introspective. Like it's taking a look at my life and where it is, how things have kind of gotten to this massive point where I'm making so much money that when I'm having these conversations with my friends, I want them to do better. Like my relationships feel empty, feel hollow. Like I'm rapping in a way that is so authentic that you can't not feel it is is what any of these any of the 8 a.m. studio or 12 a.m. and you know all of these different places uh, say to me when he does them. I I agree with that. I think he is like being super introspective, and he should do this uh, as often as he as he as he likes or as he wants to. Mm-hmm. I think. He keeps telling the same story, though. Yeah, I agree. Uh, BBL love interlude. Funny. <laughs> it's just funny. Do we need to go that far? Uh, I didn't hear this. I didn't hear the Sade reference. I did, I she, did, I didn't. She's on the end of the song. Okay, I just I didn't get that far because she was saying Sade a dude turning in for B A R K radio. Got it. Okay. And I thought that was. I'm like that was wasted. To me, it's a flex, but it's a weird flex. I see why you say it was wasted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gently featuring uh, Bad Bunny, Spanish bars. It's at this point that I realized, because he talked about it in um, First Person Shooter, about being one hit away from either tying Mike or breaking Mike's record. But this song here let me know, are you going for a hit any way you can? With these last couple of features Because a Bad Bunny feature does increase his reach Way, way more It does increase his reach I just don't know that this was orchestrated In a way I feel like this is honestly never mind, And he just saved it mm, I mean, if he would have threw it on honestly never mind. At least like It would have been a highlight of that record yeah. For sure Rich Baby Daddy. I'm kind of stuck on whose perspective this is from. The strip clubs. Okay. I feel like that's literally it. I don't think there was like a a pinpoint example. This is kind of like the, uh, what is that song on a Scorpion, the cheesecake? Mm-hmm. Why we always arguing the cheesecake? Yeah. Like this feels like that. Like it's just a quick little bounce uh Nice, uh, you know, tone for strip clubs, clubs, girls to throw money on and like go out and have this is this is for the girls to go out and have fun with they 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 homegirls. Did you did you do the Running Man? No. Why not? I, I can't. <laughs> not the not the new Running Man. No, no. Wait, what? No, not the one that they do on the TikToks. You know. What? You haven't seen it? No. I'm talking about old school, like 
your arms are way up here type mm-hmm. of thing. No, I didn't. Because it just, I just, the chorus, I'm not a sexy red fan. So I, I don't, the appeal ain't, ain't here for me, champ. Yeah, too ratchet. Uh, <laughs> another light night, Yachty. Uh, for me, Secret Recipe was a better version of this song. The Millie Bobby line was weird because <laughs> here you go. It's here just we go. it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. We it's weird. It's weird. Uh, even <laughs> though, like, there has been a lot more proven that it was harmless. Like he wasn't. In her DMs in that way That apparently that he was Complimentary of her work When he was 31 and she was 14 uh, Yeah it's just it's, it's still a boundary invasion So to, so to speak you know what I mean Just weird and mm-hmm. then Send her, Like Write her a letter to her agents I mean Do something I don't I don't know Just um, something different like or do like what you did Send with, it to uh, her parents With a Justin Bieber, like y'all had a, a a cool relationship when when he was younger and when he got older. Make stuff. a post and say, "Yeah, I like Stranger Things." It just felt weird, <laughs> and, then, and then to like attack the people for making it something—it's weird. Yeah, like even if you're not hollering, it's still weird, bro. Did you hear him diss ASAP Rocky? I did. I was just like, again, <laughs> wait a minute—you ignored it. I ignored it because at this point, I come from the era of, and he does too, which is why this bugs me. Be direct with who you talking about. I think it's pretty direct. I don't think any of it's direct in the sense that it's just like, if it's just cute in some little throwaway line, like if I'm not like talking to your soul, I'm not talking to you. I'm just mentioning you 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 for You want him to really go in. Like, go in if you're going to go in. And st- like, these petty shots. Like, he the king of petty. I'm going to give it to him. You the king, crown. Like, can't nobody, can't nobody touch you and just being petty and throwing out lines that, like, are going to have us talking about it. But make it worth my make it worth my attention. Because that's not worth my attention. Neither is the Rihanna line or the Pusha or any of this. It's not worth it. But I think he's he's salty. And so this is just more evidence of that, that saltiness. Yeah. Um. Away from home. Uh, I like this is my third favorite song. I like this a lot because again, I like hearing about the journey, even though I know it's like repetitive. But I like hearing the introspection of kind of seeing where you come from. Yeah, I don't like the random Kendrick shot. I think it was again not direct. What is that? Very cheap. Be specific. It's the uh, he talks about um, you are on Michelle Obama's playlist. <laughs> That's a shot. That was the only like that's the clear shot because she he was the only one on her playlist. Like okay, and it's just one of those like, but what are you saying? You're not saying anything with that to me. How do you know she doesn't have you on a, a different playlist? You think? Listen, let me tell you something right now. Uh, I'm doing this in the most uh, both. How do you know Michelle about. Obama doesn't get down to nice for what? You don't think Michelle Obama is a nice for what type? <laughs> I'm not doing this. No, I don't. I just you think don't. I don't. You don't. I don't. Man, get out of here. I just nice for what is a jam. It's not a guy jam, but it's a it's a girl jam. It is a nice song. I just I I just 
I just think that again, if you're gonna do all this stuff, just be more direct. Like be aggressive. If you're gonna go in, go in. Like why I think they enjoy the debate of if you're actually talking about somebody way more than knowing you're talking about somebody where we actually have to look at the lyrics, look at the bars, judge it. He hasn't wanted to really do any of this since back to back in terms of like fully going aggressive, fully addressing somebody outright. But he went that way because he went that way because he felt like he could win. Yeah. And and really he he did to a degree. So like but he's not playing ball with anybody that could basically dunk on him. You know the other thing that's funny to me is I feel like uh this is how album wise cuz album wise I feel like this is kind of themed around uh toxicity clearly but like an Adonis kind of a promo run like how the Adidas thing probably would have been because it's Adonis's art Uh, he used Adonis in a lot of like the promotion and just like oh what you thinking of the album Uh, he's in the 8am in Charlotte video he's on the album with different credits and then it's kind of don't talk to my dog like that (sighs) let me stop anyway uh, yeah I'm lost so (laughs) I'm talking about the away from well the away from home and just going through the journey. I think it's interesting to kind of see the the rollout for this album as opposed to other rollout. It's funny how you, he can talk about K Dot, but like then use the cadence of one of K Dot's songs. It I don't know, bro. Like this is just it's all weird to me because I feel like even with the cold thing, like I just at this point, I'm pretty positive none of these dudes, whether it's him and Joe, him and Kanye, him and Push, him and whoever, like y'all are not actually y'all ain't beefing. Okay. Y'all are just arguing and maybe you had a disagreement, but the rest of it is just to keep a certain relevancy that I'm not like I'm just not cool with it. Polar opposites. I didn't care about it. This was just like Yeah. So why is this here? Again, we should have stopped talking like an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and, and I agree with you over this album could have ended like 10 songs ago. But also, I don't think the artists of his caliber are going to do that anymore. You I don't just, think? Hmm. <laughs> 13 songs? I Him going back to 13 songs, you think he's going to do that? I feel like everybody should. I don't think he is. I think it's going to be 23 with a whole bunch of two minute songs, a couple four minute songs here and there through like two, a couple two thirty, So you don't get all the way bored, but enough to where like, uh, we're going to get the streams. He going to keep doing the beat flips because then that gives you like a little bit new. So you're going to be interested in that. And that's just how it's going to be because he's going for think, stats at this point. I think instead of doing this, you should just put out an album every month. Mm, like so the next trip. Yeah, I asked, the, I asked the kids that I work with, like, how often would you want to hear from your favorite artists? And they were like, maybe every month. And I think they're a good gauge of attention spans. Yeah. So 
uh, a new record every month. Yeah, you. Hmm. Record. Every month. <laughs> uh, it's fine. <laughs> Versus 23 in a, in, a, in a full body of work. Because it doesn't really represent a body of work, this is a more like a collection of work. Not a... Um, not an actual album. I mean, he has increased his workload since, if you're reading this, it's too late, because it used to be between Take Care, Thank Me Later, I think it was about five, four or five years, I think. But he don't have to play the money game. He don't have to play this game. No. So he's not doing it for streams and, and accolades and and. He doing it for accolades because he mentions it every time he talks. He's no, definitely doing it for stats. He said he uses his Grammy as a doorstop. Not that kind of accolades. I'm talking about the stats of I got more hits than Michael. Every time I drop us a hit, no matter like I'm gonna have a hit somewhere. I'm gonna have something like I'm gonna chart on the Billboard's longer than the Beatles. Like those type of stats are the ones I'm talking about. Like he don't care about the awards. But I think at, at those types of stats he uses to compete with other popular people. Yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of this is just a. Uh, let, let, let's get to our ratings, ratings. please. <laughs> 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 Man, uh, exhausting. This was three out of five. Kids' choice slime drops to me. Yeah, uh, and if anybody knows the dog from Wishbone, the little um, terrier, this is two out of five Wishbones, in my opinion. And honestly, it's just because I, I don't care what y'all what, what people say about like thirty five year olds expecting a thirty five year old album. I think that, and, it, and it's sad to say this, at least with Jay. We did get 444 where he was talking about the adult topics or topics that we wanted him to address. I don't think we're ever going to get there with Drake. I don't think we're ever going to get an album where it's like you're speaking to your age and your ability you'll at get the same it. time. You'll get it with 50-year-old Drake where this nonsense isn't no acceptable. Dog, I feel like at that point, he is going, instead of CLB, it'll be, uh, it'll be CSD. <laughs> what does that mean? Certified sugar daddy. Oh, wow. Like I promise you, it's not going. Like I don't, I don't, I just don't think it's going to stop. I think he's just going to sprinkle in the moments to where it's like, look, I still got it, but I'm not doing a whole album and album of this because it would bore the girls that I need to listen to this album and the young people that I always want to keep engaged with my content. Word. So that's it. That's it. That's all I got. Like, it's not a, you know, it wasn't a, uh, it, it wasn't like for all the criticism that it's getting, it's not like people going to have their opinions. I think we definitely dissected it way better than like, I'm not like attacking him personally. It's just more of, I want the music to be better. That's it. <laughs> so Get us out uh, of here. Please save me from this album. Roof. I think the only one that can save us is Scooby-Doo. <laughs> A one and a two and a peace. peace.